Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Along with my twin brother, we are honored to be able to present topics on communication and leadership. My twin brother and I wanted to take a moment to pause and really reflect on MLK Day, a day to really celebrate the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., an incredible voice and activist who really became the most visible spokesperson and the leader of the civil rights movement in the 50s. We want to talk about his approach and what we want to learn about him and why it's so important for us to be leaders in our time today. There's been a lot of challenges in our country, as you guys know, with the unrest, with the challenges, with the social inequalities. But we're going to talk a little bit about lessons that we can learn from Dr. Martin Luther King, how through his leadership, his voice, getting African-Americans to understand voting, the labor rights, getting them to understand that it had to be a nonviolent movement. We had to break the perception so that we could be heard. And you can't be heard often with violence. You have to be heard with resolve and conviction and a vision. So we're gonna talk about leadership. Leadership where I believe that you can have influence in your communities, in your homes, that you can achieve a common vision a goal, a purpose, and you could do it with the right message, with the right voice. So leaders come from all different backgrounds. Some of us can say we weren't born to be a leader, but we all can lead. We weren't born with those natural traits, but these things can be grown and these things can be learned. So Dan, I'm thrilled to be able to talk about Dr. Martin Luther King. It is an honor. And I can't tell you how excited I am that we're gonna be talking about him. I know that you could do books and series on this incredible leader's life, but we're gonna just talk about a snapshot of what he represents to us and what it means to be able to talk about him and his life. I hope to, that when people think about the holiday, that they don't forget that it's not a day to rest, a day just to relax and chill. It's really a day to serve. We used to call this a day on service, not a day off service. And so, Dan, I want to thank you for really putting it on my heart to talk about his life. Hey, thanks for the uh, intro. <clears throat> it is um, truly remarkable to see what has taken place recently. And that's why I think it is so important that during ML Martin Luther King Day, we think about this. So there's three points to look at that I, can, that I gather from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And one that you specifically did a 
a video session on previously. One is empathy. Two is being an avid learner. And three, speaking up. So these are the three key points I think, and Dave thinks, we both think you must have in order to be a great leader. Empathy. Martin Luther King Jr. made it a point to spend time walking a mile in the shoes of the people he was fighting for. Think about that. You know, there's all these sayings and slogans that to get to know a man, you have to walk in their shoes. What does that really mean? What does that really mean? As a result, he spent time talking to people. Those people that he represented, you, it's very difficult to represent the people if you don't sit down and spend time with them and right. talk with them. Sometimes he had this happen formally through town halls. He had a lot of town hall meetings, sometimes at his church, sometimes at his house. Other instances, it was informal. It was an impromptu conversation that he went about it. That was what he did in order to really understand the people. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. You've heard the rumblings. You even thought about starting your own. But how? Everybody knows podcasting is the fastest and best way to get your message out and grow your business all at once. Although everybody knows this, nobody showed you what to do. Well, Podcast Nation is ready to do all the heavy lifting for you while you just deliver your message and grow. Join the nation and start your podcast today. Text PODCAST to 929-244-4323 and make them hear your voice. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. And what's interesting about it, Dan, is that when you look at his life and what it meant, he didn't just talk the talk, he walked it. Yep. And you can see the pictures and you see the imagery of him locking arms with those individuals around him that also had the same heart, the same idea, the same desire, the same dream, the same plight that we had to be able to lock arms. And so it makes me think today, who are we locking arms with? Mm. And it really disturbed me, Dan, when I heard when we were talking about the Black Lives Matter and you have people go, no, all lives matter. Well, it's obvious that all lives matter. But right now in the moment, what we need to be talking about is that the, the, the emphasis on those individuals, that the fact that, that those who are in our country that are African-American, those who felt like being black was a target or was a reason not to give support. or was a reason not to give them the ability to have the same level playing field. So when you don't, acknowledge that you're not wrapping your arms you're not linking arms with other people yeah we've got to learn to have the empathy to learn that we've got to be able to see life from their perspective and that's what i believe that 
Martin Luther King and other civil rights leaders really pioneered that. And so even today in our conversations, in our workplaces, and yes, diversity, equity, inclusion, it's on the rise. People are talking about it like never before. Organizations are going after it. And in one of my networking groups, I'm actually, my company, DSB Leadership Group, besides the communication and the leadership training, they have me down listed as the go-to company for any diversity, equity, inclusion uh, discussion and training. We've got to be able to understand that you cannot go forward without learning to listen and truly care about the people in your community and in your organization. So what I highlight, Dan, the first thing we got to do, we got to learn to listen. We've got to listen to understand, not listen to respond. When you listen to understand, then you're able to link arm and arm, and then together you go for it with that peaceful, powerful voice. That's what I saw. So I believe that we can lead our teams differently. We can lead our organizations differently, Dan. If we do this with a spirit of empathy, we truly have got to care. We've got to care, and the people that are there have got to believe that we care. And once they believe that, then together we can truly link arms and move forward. You're absolutely right, David. This is Danny, by the way. I love the imagery. I don't know if you, if you have a, an opportunity, please go look at the pictures where Dr. Martin Luther King, they're marching and they're arm to arm, linked arm to arm. That is very powerful. And, you know, we we, we, we had a tragedy in our family. Um, our, our stepfather had died of liver cancer um, in September. And, you know, we have friends who advocate uh, breast cancer awareness month. We donate to it. We, we volunteer for it, but that wasn't, that's not the time for me to say, but what about liver cancer? <laughs> right. All that's cancers crazy. matter. No, at this moment, at this time, this is what we're doing for breast cancer awareness. And so as David said earlier, uh, it, all lives matter. Every single life is precious, every life on this earth. But during that moment in that time, what was needed was the focus on, the need of the black life. Yeah. So we talked about empathy. And as a, as a leader, I implore you, as a leader of your own family, I implore you, spend time with your people, the individual organization, get to know them. Number two, what, what is the second trait of being a great leader? It's being an avid learner. Yeah. Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, he didn't get the word doctor for nothing. He, he actually went and got a doctor degree. He went and learned, he educated himself. He, he received his doctorate degree of theology from Boston University in 1955. And so if you read his speeches, if you read his books, you'll see many references he makes to philosophers and other historical thinkers and figures in time. It's not just that he talked about the Bible and looked at Jesus and other figures. He actually even referenced Gandhi. And, and one of the things he said about Gandhi and his method is that the guiding light, the guiding light of our technique of nonviolent social change. And so when you think about how he wanted to talk about being a peaceful uh, movement, peaceful yeah. protest, one of the key figures that helped him to come with that ideology was Gandhi, that you can actually impact social change through nonviolence. And that was one of the things that he learned and he applied to his life as well as to the movement. Yeah, that's a great point, Dan. And I think what's so inspiring, and this is Dave, is that that wasn't just something he believed. He practiced it, he preached it, and the people that were around him had to understand that. 
everything in you might want to feel like I gotta, I gotta retaliate. I gotta fight violence with violence. And that was not what he did. As a matter of fact, in 1964, Dan, he, he won the Nobel Peace Prize yeah. because he combated social and racial inequality with a nonviolent approach. And that's who he was. And that's what he believed. And so you talk about being a learner. I can't tell you the most important thing that CEOs, the C-suite, executives, professionals out here, there's nothing more important that you could do right now than to make sure you're investing in yourself. Yes. It doesn't have to be a lot. I'm not asking you to be selfish with everything you do all day. No, because we just spoke about having empathy. But you have to be able to say to yourself, am I investing enough in me so mm -hmm. I can keep learning, so I can keep growing? And I don't know what that's going to look like for you. It could be 15 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. It could be an hour a week. But you've got to be able to invest in yourself. And it could be something as simple as saying, hey, I want to take the DSP Leadership Group public speaking course. Or I want to get to the point where I'm reading a book. Mm -hmm. I'm reading every day. And I know that my twin brother champions this, him and his family, that they're avid readers. And, they, they, and if they can't read, they're driving with Audible, right? So, you know, we are able to go to our libraries virtually i go online now and i'm able to get books you know this is important that we continue to grow yeah. and if you understand that position you're going to improve you're going to see growth and i think it's important to know that you're not the only one we don't yeah. all come up with these original ideas sometimes we're building on an idea we take yeah. that widget we make it a better widget we've got to continue to grow and mold and if you can't invest in yourself I'll tell you, you're battling uphill when you think about investing in your people and in your leadership groups. Could you carve out 15 minutes a day? Yeah. And maybe instead of an hour lunch, you take a 45 minute lunch. Mm -hmm. Maybe you get up an extra half an hour earlier. I know that my twin and his wife are part of the five o'clock club and maybe they get up at 530, but that's their thing. And I'm like, okay, if I get up at six, maybe I'm not as lazy as I think I am. But the point is I've got to spend that time meditating praying, reading through the, through the Bible, reading, uh, reading my journal, writing my journal, investing in myself. So could you, as a leader, dedicate yourself to learning more? Certainly. And I believe that's what we can be inspired by when we think about Dr. Martin Luther King's life. You're absolutely right, David. This is dating, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, the, it's called the, uh, the 5 a.m. club. It's a 20-20-20 rule, right? 20 minutes of exercise to get you going, 20 minutes of... Uh, uh, self-reflection, meditation, uh, prayer, 20 minutes of meditation. And then of course, last, lastly, 20 minutes of, of growth, learning. When we think about um, that, you're absolutely right, Dave. Even CEOs need coaches. Think about when we were growing up, Dave, you and I were playing tennis and our, and our a couple of our favorite pay, players were Boris Becker, Yvonne Lindell. Uh, <laughs> even now, when I think about the beauty of playing tennis, uh, I mean, I think of Roger Federer. Yeah. And I mean, there's people out there, they can hit the ball so hard. I mean, they're the, they're the Rafael Nadal's. They hit the ball so hard. It's almost like they're bench pressing the tennis ball across, across the court. And if you're not as strong as them, you can't make it happen. But no, Roger Federer, he's just so sweet. He got the nice touch, the nice hit. And he just looked like it's effortlessly as if, yeah. as if gravity does not affect him. Poetry emotions. All these, yeah, all these key individuals have coaches. They have coaches. And they make more than the coaches, but the coaches can look at them, tell them the truth, find out the one little thing in their area that they can work on so they can maintain themselves as the number one, number two, number three players around the world. And so as a CEO, 
it's okay to say, you know, it's okay to get an executive coaching. Yeah. Sometimes you need someone to be able to, to look from the outside in who's not on your board, who's not reporting to you financially and being on your payroll to not be a yes man, yes woman who can tell you the truth. So learning is very important. I think the last key step, David, is that from Dr. Martin Luther King's life and, and, and it's good for all leaders is speaking up. Yes. Even when it's inconvenient. You know, part of an effective leader is it just, it just means engaging in difficult conversations or challenging situations that may impede your progress. We all want to accomplish goals. We all want to look good for our shareholders. We all want to hit that financial return of investment. But sometimes we have to tell people the truth. Yes. We have to let people understand what's taking place. And because we don't want to do the difficult thing, have the right. difficult conversation on TV, on the news, um, this is where leaders fall. This is where leaders and their reputation take a hit. And this is where they hit rock bottom. It would be less damaging as a leader if you took responsibility up front. If you I agree, I agree, Dan. To make that happen right away, it would be less damaging to your family, less damaging to your corporation, and less damaging for your employees. And we can go all the way back to the Enron days, mm. all the way up to now in company history, political history, uh, when leaders have decided not to be honest. Mm. And it comes out later how that has damaged the organization, the corporation, the stock even their own children's lives. So I think it's very important to learn to be upfront, to be honest as a leader. Your people will respect you more. Your customers will respect you more. Mm -hmm. You will get a loyalty like no other by being upfront. David? I agree with you, Dan. And I appreciate you making that very clear that we've got to be able to speak up even when it's uncomfortable. And you have to have the ability as a leader to think about the end goal. Yep. You have to think about the end and then work backwards. And I'll tell you, there have been times in my early days as a leader or, or my earlier days leading organizations where I regret not saying what I needed to say. I didn't want to hurt feelings or I wanted to avoid pain or conflict. And it came back to bite me. Yep. There was a few years ago, I took my son down, uh, my family actually down to the Martin Luther King Jr. Monument. And I remember holding David as a picture. And I might try to put it on the podcast, Dan, uh, at least uh, uh, attach it somehow. But there's a picture of my son sitting on my shoulders and we're looking up at the statue, at the monument. And then I was able to go through and read the words to my children and help them to understand the significance of this man's life. And I spoke up to my children about the importance of using their voice, using their gifts, using their skill sets, using their position in a positive way for other people's lives. Yeah. We have to be able to speak up in our organizations. We have to speak up in our families, even when it's challenging. And that's the thing I want people to understand is it's not going to be easy sometimes. And you don't have to speak up to fight. You just have to speak up for truth. Maybe speak up for people who don't have a voice. Speak up for others who don't understand that what their position is, is just as vital, just as important as yours for that company to have the growth and the success that it desires. You know, in Martin Luther King's life, Dan, there was a time where he framed a letter while he was in the Birmingham, uh, a jail in Birmingham, Alabama. 
And he called out eight of his fellow clergymen who asked him to delay the civil rights demonstrations in that city. And you got to ask yourself, why would he do that? Shouldn't he just go with the crowd, go with the group, go with everybody else that's got a similar title, similar uh, desire outcome? But no, he had a sense of urgency. So he spoke up, challenged these leaders and said, we've got to continue to push the narrative. We got to push this forward. We got to continue to push for change. And that's what speaking up does. It causes you to have an ability to say, it's about them, it's not about me. And that's what I tell people as speakers or people that come to me, Dan, and they want to learn how to become a better speaker. I say, take the focus off of yourself. Don't worry about being judged. Think about your audience. Think about who's really there needing you to speak up, needing to hear your voice. They need to receive what you have to say and they can't receive it if you don't speak up and speak with power, with conviction, with authority, with empathy. You've got to speak for them more than you need to speak for yourself. So you've got to speak up. If that's what you've got to do to become a better leader, I guarantee you it may not be comfortable at first, but the more you do it, the more you realize how it benefits all the people around you. So use your voice and speak up. Thanks, David. I appreciate that. To become a transformational leader like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., please do not forget these three essential skills. They're very important, these three essential skills. You have to have empathy. You have to be a learner at all times. It's very, very important. And you have to be able to speak up. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King had that ability to provide inspirational motivation to his followers. He just had that ability. He had that knack. You know, he appealed to his followers using symbols, emotional appeals to focus his members to achieve more than they think they could ever on their own. My, my uh, wife and I, we got our kids, um, and I'm sorry that I, to say this, but like everybody else, we got our kids a puppy. <clears throat> and um, when my daughter begs to have a puppy, I'll take care of it, dad. I'll be responsible. I should have listened to my twin brother because uh, he, when his daughter wanted the puppy as well, what ultimately happened is that uh, day one, maybe day two, they're gun ho They want to be responsible. They're so excited. Uh, but after that, you're the only, you're the one taking care of all the responsibilities. Right. And so the puppy will get it all excited, do this and do that. And I remember that, uh, uh, just have to distract your puppy. So I'll, I'll, I'll push it on its side, I hind leg while I was up, and then I'll turn around and look around, what, what's going on, what's going on? And it took away the distraction so he can focus. It allows him to focus. And so what we're, what we're trying to help you understand is that sometimes when things are getting out of hand or when things are going crazy or when people are getting too excited, you have to stop, yep. get them focused, get them from being distracted, get back on track so that they can do that. You will be able to do that when you understand your, your people. That's the empathy part. You'll understand that when you look at other people. And I bring up this up because we, we look at Cesar Milan and, and how he's training dogs. And what the dog is all over the place, he'll use his leg and kick their back leg and go, he'll make that sound and they'll, they'll stop and say, what, what, what was that? What kicked me? What, what, what's going on? And next thing you know, the dog forgot why it was going crazy. 
It's like, okay, what do I need to do? Now that you got the attention, let's move forward. And it's, it's the same thing that we are doing with the puppy, training the puppy is trying to stamp it out. Hey, let's go forward. And I think when we put these three things together, what Dr. Martin Luther King was able to do was essentially he became a great orator. He was able to take the emotions, understand how people work, how, how, they, how they move, how they feel, and then be able to motivate them going forward because of these three key essential skills. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. Thank you for checking out the Twins Talk It Up podcast. If you're enjoying this program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon at patreon.com slash DSB Leadership Speaking. Also, consider leaving a great rating on iTunes and comment on our other platforms. If you would like more information or would like to become a guest on a future episode, please send a message via our website, www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Yeah, Dan, I think it's important to understand that you can grab people's attention by improving your communication skill set. Mm-hmm. You can have great stories, but you got to be able to mold it in such a way it captivates people. Your speech to a group of CEOs may not be the same speech you craft towards a group of CIOs. It may not even be the same speech you craft towards your executive leadership group. You've got to be able to learn how to captivate your audience and you got to do it with a mastery of words of imagery you've got to do it with your body language you got to do it with be able to fluctuate your voice and dr martin Luther king was masterful at this incredible speeches As a matter of fact i would tell you if you asked the average american top five greatest speakers in our the history of our country he will be there easily okay and you have so many ministers you have so many politicians and who try to emulate him and and want to be more like him and the thing i would say is speak more and tailor your speech and you'll be able to use that to transform the people that are listening to your message thing i want to share real quick dan before i go go a little further here is i remember when we were students at howard university you were so moved and what our audience doesn't know and this is going to be in our our book here is we grew up all over the world we're, we're biracial. We grew up in environments that were not predominantly black or African-American. And when we went to Howard, it was so diverse. We did not realize that the African-American experience being at an HBCU is amazing. You have your Africans, Caribbeans, you have people from the Southern part of the United States, Northern part of the United States. I mean, people from all over the world. 
and we learn so much about diversity. But you, you did, Dan, is you took that and you made it a point to study about African-American contributions in the history of our country. And you went back to our high school in, in Tacoma, Washington, near Seattle, a school that was predominantly Caucasian. And we were, when we say minority, we were the minority. And you offered for free to be able to teach the school on the importance of understanding the African-American contributions. Contributions that have been made that have changed our country. You did that, you spoke up, Dan. And I've always remembered that to this day. And I admire you for that that you took something that you were passionate about and you said, I need to speak up because there are people that probably don't understand the history of our country, the richness of our country and the contributions that have been made by other African-Americans. And it's amazing that we do that. So if you haven't taken the time and you wanna honor Dr. Martin Luther King's life, don't just go on YouTube, don't just go to the library and download his speeches. Go out there and serve. Go out there and use your voice and serve your community. Go out there and speak up your organizations and your companies. Volunteer for roles that will bring more equality. This is what I believe that we could do. So what I was hoping that we could do, Dan, is maybe share some snippets of his infamous speech, I Have a Dream. And so I'll read a little bit. You can read a little bit. But, but I just wanted to kind of let our listeners understand that there are so many great contributions that have been made by people of all different backgrounds and colors. Take the time to get to know them, to learn their story, to hear their message, and to really imitate what they've done to make your communities that much better. We're going to honor Dr. Martin Luther King. We want to say thank you because we had to, we have to believe, Dan, I have to believe that he knew his life was at risk every day he spoke. Every time he came out there with a message that it was going to possibly be his last day. And when he was assassinated, that dream, that message did not die. It continued to burn in the hearts of so many Americans because we wanted that equality. So Dan, I wanted to read some parts of his speech because he was so charismatic. He was so committed to the dream coming true. So I wanna share something from his dream. I have a dream speech. And matter of fact, I, I tend to preach this message every year in February for Black History Month, but I wanna share a couple of thoughts. And, and, here, and here's something I wanna share it with. He says, now is the time to make real the promises of dem democracy. Now is the time to ri rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time. Time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all God's children. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protests to degenerate, to, to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed, 
we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. That's powerful, Dave. Let me let, let's just let's share this one because I want to read I want to read a couple more uh, clips of, of his dream as well. Uh, but you said it's so amazing when he said again and again we must rise. Yes. To the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. This is the peaceful protesting aspect. He also says, I have a dream that one day in the red hills of Georgia, and I imagine when he's saying he's like the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racists, with his governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right down in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside, let freedom ring. Every time I hear those words, bro, I get so inspired, Dan. This is Dave. And I want to share even more from that speech. But I, I will say this. Right now, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to make it a goal that when you get out of this podcast, that you will go and listen to his speeches. Take time and just listen. Let the words resonate. Be moved by the power of these words and understand that they weren't empty. They were pregnant with meaning and they moved an entire nation to understand that we have work to do. And today we still have work to do. I'm gonna read a little bit more from his speech. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring from the hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightened Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped mountains of Rock, uh, uh, Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and molehill of Mississippi. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And when this happens, when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men, white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestant and Catholic, will be able to join hands and sing the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. 
That is powerful, David. I think so many times in our lives, we tend to forget to just go back and reflect. Sometimes we ask ourselves, what can we learn? I know sometimes my daughter gets upset when I tell her she needs to go read her history, read history books. We go and look at how nations were founded. We look at the, the industrial age, the still age. We look at all these different periods in life and history. Dad, why is this all important? Why do I have to keep reading about history? And I tell her, in order to have a better tomorrow, in order to be able to make an impact today, you have to understand the past. And nothing rings truer today than what has taken place the last few weeks. And nothing is more truer today than what should have taken place. What was the example? How did it happen? And Dr. Martin Luther King did all of this. And we implore you as a leader, whether you lead your family, you lead a small team, you lead a, a full corporation, focus on the traits that Dr. Martin Luther King emulated. Focus on understanding your people, having more empathy. When Dr. Martin Luther King was going through the I Have a Dream speech, he brought up what was taking place. He brought up the people, he brought up the location, the time. He, spe he specified the geography. He specified a specific goal, what he would like to see happen in Alabama. His goal of his four children growing up, to be able to see this freedom, to be able to have little black boys and black girls hold hands with black, white girls and white boys and be brothers and sisters, yes. being equal. He had this dream to want to be free, to be equal, but he couldn't do that without empathy. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to do that without learning, without studying, getting his doctorate degree in theology, going and learning from Gandhi about how to be peacefully protesting. He wouldn't be able to do that at all without speaking up. We would not have MLK Day if he didn't speak up. He had to speak up. And that is how change happens when we do these three things. So if you're gonna lead your team and you wanna have a bigger impact, you wanna accomplish more than you ever thought possible, you must master these three key essential skills demonstrated by Dr. Martin Luther King. If you have any questions, you have any needs, please reach out to us at DSB Leadership Group. You wanna make sure that you look at our courses. We have public speaking courses. We have sales training courses. We have free assessments. And we also have executive coaching courses. Our goal is to make sure that every man, every woman, every child, has the ability to confidently tell their story. Yes. Every single one of you is so unique, just like your fingerprint. No one in the world has the exact same fingerprint as you. Nobody. And there will never be another person just like you. You're the only unique you. You're the only you, authentic you. We want to hear your story. As David alluded earlier, we grew up living all over the world. My, our father was in the military. We traveled and lived all over the world. We had the opportunity to see people from different cultures interact. Growing up in a community where not once where we were the majority, we were always the minority. Even at Howard University, we were the minority because we were a half. So it didn't matter where we grew up, where we were from, but we have a unique story and we can't wait for you, the audience to read about our story in our book that will be coming out.
So until then, what can you do to help us? Please subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a great five-star rating. And also contribute through our Patreon page. We're not asking for much, but what we are asking for is the ability to continue to give back to people like yourself. So don't take this day to sit down and barbecue and grill and do nothing. Take this day and ask yourself, what can I do to serve? What can I do to help my mankind? What can I do in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? And on behalf of my identical twin brother, David Brown, and myself, we want to thank you so very much for listening and subscribing to our podcast. We hope that through our podcast of interviewing leaders, entrepreneurs, and community business leaders as well, that you can be inspired to grow in your walk. You can be inspired to improve your self-learning. You can be inspired to also give back to others. Thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.